Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 37 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick, and we have theme music. That song you're hearing is Leave the Lights On by Pacifier, and it is from their 2009 album, Everyone on Every Night. And a big, big thanks to Pacifier for allowing us to use this awesome song on the podcast. And uh, just a quick story about how this came to be, and then we'll get to the hockey stuff, but... My favorite all-time band is 311, and every two years, 311 does the 311 Cruise, and it's just what it sounds like. Basically, 311 plays a bunch of concerts on a boat, and they're typically joined by, you know, 15 to 20 bands or musical acts, you know, every time that they do this. So this past March on the cruise, one of those bands was Pacifier, and I was there with my wife and three of my best friends, and all of us, we were, we were just blown away by these guys. At the time, I had heard of Pacifier, but I didn't really know a ton about them. But, man, they put on just an outstanding live show. They are a four-man band from Savannah, Georgia, and they really do a little bit of everything. A lot of different musical genres. You know, you get some rock, a little bit of reggae, some alternative, some progressive rock, some folk rock, maybe even a little bit of ska mixed in there. And I would compare them to some other bands, but really, you know, these guys have a sound all unto themselves. They, they don't really remind me specifically of any other band that I've heard. And everything else being equal, give me a band or a musical act that's unique and doesn't really sound like anyone else. And just a couple months after the 311 cruise, my wife and I had a chance to see these guys again in Fairfield, Connecticut. They put on another awesome show. And what was really cool was once the concert was over, the entire band just kind of hung around in the lobby area of the venue. They were there for a long time, you know, just kind of chatting with the fans and just hanging out. So that was cool. We got to talk to a couple of the members and they're just really cool dudes, really down to earth. And uh, they were thrilled. You know, I, I approached them on Facebook to ask them if we could use this song for the podcast. And I just thought that this song would work great with the podcast. Uh, some of my other personal favorites by Pacifier include Start From Scratch, Right Thing, and Invisible. So definitely give them a listen. You know, they're on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. You could YouTube them to find it, to watch some of their live shows if you'd like. But again, you know, just a big, big thank you to Pacifier for allowing us to do this and have some theme music here on the podcast. Really, really a cool thing that they did for us here. I will also include a link in the episode description. They are going to be on tour next year, January, February, March, and April. They have tour dates lined up for all of those months. So I will include a link to their tour dates. Definitely check them out live if you get the chance. I mean, they're a great band either way, but you really got to see them live to get the full experience. They really are a great live band. So if you get the chance, if they're anywhere near where you live, definitely go check them out. Can't recommend it enough. Pacifier is spelled P-A-S-S-A-F-I-R-E. Their drummer, Nick, is a big, big hockey fan from what I understand. He's actually a diehard Blackhawks fan, but we won't hold that against him. You know, maybe we'll even have him on here as a guest when the Rangers play the Blackhawks. We'll see how that goes. Rangers don't play the Blackhawks until, I believe, February, so we got some time to line that up, but I think we can make that happen, and we'll have that to look forward to as well. And as promised, we're going to go ahead and talk about the Rangers goaltender situation as it pertains to Henrik Lundqvist, Alex Georgiev, and Igor Shosturkin. Shosturkin, again, just having an outstanding season in the AHL with the Hartford Wolfpack, coming off of another strong game last night, a 3-1 win against the Devils. He made 29 saves in that game, and now in 16 games played with the Wolfpack, 
Shesterkin has allowed just 31 goals. That is a goals against average of 1.92. You really can't do it much better than that. That is video game-like numbers. He is 10-3-3 with a save percentage of 9.32. Shesterkin has just been awesome. But how do you handle all of this moving forward? Because the Rangers, they do eventually want to give Shesterkin a look at the NHL level. But the issue there is you still got Henrik Lundqvist and Alex Georgiev playing with the Rangers and both playing fairly well this season. Lundqvist is Lundqvist and Georgiev really playing some outstanding hockey, the best hockey of his NHL career recently. He has allowed just four goals in his last four starts and has two shutouts in that time. So basically, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to lay out every single choice that I think the Rangers have as it pertains to how to handle these three goalies. The first two of these options seem to have the most plausibility. They they have a fair to good chance of happening. The other two, a little bit out of left field, a little bit, you know, unconventional, but certainly worth at least some consideration if you're the Rangers. So I'm going to go ahead and start with my personal favorite of all these options, and that is option number one, leave everything how it is, reassess as the trade deadline approaches. And before I really make my case for just leaving Shesterkin in the minors and just continuing to roll with Lundqvist and Georgiev for the time being, I think it's important to take a look at the Rangers as a whole. Because coming into this season, it was really hard to know what to expect from this team. Again, it's the youngest team in the league. They are going through a massive teardown, scorched earth rebuild right now. You've got an aging franchise icon in Henrik Lundqvist. And yeah, the moves they made this offseason definitely gave them some hope. You know, you sign Artemi Panarin to a big money contract. He was the crown jewel of free agency. So the Rangers get their man there. You also trade for Jacob Truba and you draft Capo Caco with the number two overall pick in the draft. So if you're an optimistic Rangers fan, and even if not really, you know, even if you're just kind of neutral, I think you could look at the team this season and you'd have to agree that it wasn't a complete impossibility that the Rangers could make the postseason this year. And as we've talked about, you know, they're right in it. I fully expect this thing to come down to the last couple games of the season, whether they get in or not. But making the playoffs was certainly not an absurd suggestion coming into this year. It's something that was definitely within the realm of possibility. But while this season has a decent ceiling, it also had a bottomless floor. This season could have been a disaster for the Rangers because it's one of those seasons where it's a team that really needs a lot of different things to go just right. I mean, first of all, you got the new guys. We just talked about them, Panarin, Truba, Kako. Okay, great. But how do they adjust to New York? Well, we know Panarin's been phenomenal. Truba had, you know, one stretch of play where he was not so good, but he's been very, very good recently. Him and Brady Shea have really kind of clicked as the top defense pairing. And then Kako, he's been inconsistent, but you know the potential is there. He's going to eventually find his way in the NHL and, and become a great player. I really do believe that. And what about Lundqvist? How is he going to hold up? So far, like we said, he's been pretty good. You know, a couple hiccups here and there, but he's also been the main reason why the Rangers have won a couple of games. Look no further than their two contests against the Carolina Hurricanes, if you need some proof of that. But what about these ridiculously young defensemen that the Rangers have? Well, I mean, so far, you know, there have been some hiccups with these guys, but overall, you have to like what you've gotten from this group. Another issue this season, where is the secondary scoring going to come from after guys like Panarin and Zibanejad? Well, you know, guys like Ryan Strom, guys like Tony D'Angelo, guys like Adam Fox, even Pavel Buchnevich, they've all got you covered. They have really been stuffing the score sheet really on a nightly basis. And the Ranger defensemen really producing a lot of points. They are at or near the top of the league in points by defensemen. So yeah, the scoring has not been an issue. And all of these things were kind of red flags coming to the season. But so far, the Rangers have passed with flying colors. And that's why they are still in the thick of the playoff race and having, you know, probably a better season than a lot of people would have expected. But bottom line here, if we're being honest, 
The potential for this season to be a complete disaster was in play, but that has not happened. The Rangers are now 15, 12, and 3, and just four points out of the second wildcard spot. And the Rangers also have at least one or two games in hand on nearly all of the teams that they're chasing. And guess who's been a big part of that? Alex Georgiev. As we said, Georgiev playing some of the best hockey of his NHL career, the best hockey of his NHL career. He is 8-5-1 with a 267 goals against average and a 926 save percentage with a pair of shutouts. And really, to me, the night that Georgiev really kind of took off from this team and really showed me what he was made of was actually a game in which he gave up five goals, that being the 6-5 win against the Montreal Canadiens. And by the way, I'm going to be talking about that win pretty much all season because it's not too often you get to come back from four goals down and claim a victory. But bottom line, Georgiev was outstanding in that game. He had, obviously, the terrible start in the first period. The Rangers fall behind 4 to nothing, and he gives up at least three goals that really he should have had. But after that, man, he was solid as a rock. He really came through for the Rangers when they needed him, made a lot of big saves in that game to give them a chance to come back. And then when they finally took the lead at 6-5 to five in the third period, Georgiev another series of clutch stops down the stretch in that game. If you do all that work and you're down by four goals and you take the lead, you really don't want it to be all for naught. And Georgiev made sure that that did not happen. And he kept the Canadians off the scoreboard the rest of the way. And ever since then, he's just taken off. Like we said, just four goals allowed in his last four starts, a couple of shutouts. He has been the driving force behind some of these Ranger wins. You know, a 33-save shutout against the Devils, a 38-save shutout against the Knights, and the Rangers really struggled early in that game against Vegas, and he kept them in it, and he gave them a chance to kind of find their game and eventually assert themselves and ultimately go on to a 5-0 win. So Georgiev has been great, and I... I propose to you this question because I know there's a lot of people who want to call Igor Shesterkin up to the NHL level, and I get that. He has completely dominated the AHL. There's not really a ton left for him to prove down there. But with everything that we know about Georgiev, with everything we've seen this year, you know, we can talk about the stats or you can just use the eye test. Does this seem like the type of guy that you should be pushing out the door? Does this seem like the kind of guy that you should just be giving away for divers on the dollar just because there's a really good goalie in your minor league system and because you want to see what he can do? Look, Igor Shesterkin, like Georgiev, just 23 years old, I don't think there's any reason to force this. And I know he's been really good, and I know there's, I know that we want to see what he can do at the NHL level, but there are no guarantees that Igor Shesterkin is going to come up to the Rangers and immediately play at the same kind of level that he's been playing at in the AHL. Like with a lot of young players, there could be some hiccups for Shesterkin. And right now, you know, like we said, the Rangers in the middle of the playoff race, I don't want to just push Georgiev out the door and just give him to another contender. But yeah, Georgiev has been a big part of what the Rangers have done this season. They've kind of rolled with a little bit of a hot hand approach, as we've talked about with Henrik Lundqvist. You know, whichever goalie is kind of having the better of play, that's who the Rangers have been rolling with. And keep in mind, Georgiev has done all of this. He's put up these impressive numbers and had all these impressive performances with a very young, very inexperienced group of defensemen playing in front of him. Now, while these defensemen, they're young, they're raw, they're still kind of finding their way, they've, they've played well, but it is a very safe bet that a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, a lot of these defensemen playing in front of Georgiev will be better players then than they are right now. I mean, look at a guy like Adam Fox. You're going to tell me that Adam Fox isn't going to continue to improve and get better. I mean, he already looks like a star and he looks like he's just waiting to take off. Tony D'Angelo, you know, it's hard to know if he's going to be there for the long haul. He, he is just on the one-year deal after kind of a contentious uh, contract situation with the Rangers in the offseason, but he could still be around. And then you've got 
you know, young players, you know, Truba and Shea, they're kind of looked at as the veterans of this group, but they're still young players as well. They're going to stick around. They're going to be there. They could continue to get better as well. And then you've got guys, you know, like Ryan Lindgren and Liber Hayek, and a little bit up and down for those guys this season. I'll admit that. But for the most part, I think both guys have played pretty well, especially Lindgren. And both of those guys can give you a little bit offensively, but I I see them a little bit more as, you know, the tough guy, stay-at-home type defenseman for the Rangers. But in a nutshell, every single defenseman that I just mentioned has a chance to be a better player a year from now or two years from now or three years from now than they are right now. And they're already pretty good to very good players. And the man who stands to benefit the most from that is Alex Georgiev, because Georgiev right now, like we said, he's an experienced defenseman or an experience, but it's all added up to a very good season for Georgiev so far. You know, in the not so distant future, we could be looking at the Rangers as one of the better defensive teams in hockey with this young group of defensemen and with Alex Georgiev. So again, I really can't just sit here and advocate for the Rangers to send Georgiev packing because I think there's too much upside. I think there's too much potential with him and with this group of defensemen as a whole. And you know what? Let's say that the Rangers go ahead and they trade Georgiev and they call up Shesterkin. Okay, now what? Are, are we just going to throw this kid out there on the ice and just make him the starting goalie over Henrik Lundqvist while this team is fighting for a playoff spot? Are we so convinced that Shesterkin is just going to be the human cheat code in the NHL that he's been in the AHL and there won't be any hiccups in his development or he's going to hold teams to one or two goals every single night like he seems to be doing in Hartford? Keep in mind, he has yet to make his NHL debut. Or the other option, if you're going to go forward with Lundqvist and Shesterkin, is Lundqvist continues to get the bulk of the starts. But in this case, now you've caught up your hottest prospect to the NHL just so he can sit around on the bench and play behind Lundqvist. Shesterkin isn't used to being a backup, and being used sparingly could work to his detriment, and being in something of a timeshare might not be good for him either. And, you know, you might hear that and say, like, well, isn't that what they're doing right now with Georgiev and Lundqvist? And yes, it is. But that was born out of necessity because Lundqvist is 37 years old, he was coming off the worst season of his career, and he was going to need a few maintenance days. So the Rangers really had no choice but to just cross their fingers and hope that the Lundqvist Georgiev timeshare would work out, and so far it has for the most part. But there's no guarantee that it will continue to work with a Lundqvist Shesterkin timeshare. It's a completely different dynamic. Shesterkin needs to play. And if you're that high on him and you're that convinced that he's the goalie of the future and you're that convinced that he is going to be the man in New York, then why would you screw around with his development by bringing him up to the Rangers only to have him play, you know, half the games, a third of the games? Listen, you can't just trade Georgiev and call up Shesterkin and anoint Shesterkin as the starter over Lundqvist as soon as he gets there. You're putting him in a really tough spot right there. You know, we're not always the most patient fan base, and I include myself in that, and it would take one bad period from Shesterkin for us to all be calling for Henrik Lundqvist to be back out there. And I just really don't see what's so bad about, for the time being at least, leave Shesterkin in the minors, let him just continue to dominate down there and continue to hone his craft and build his confidence And make sure that whenever you do call him, he is 100% ready to go. And that might not happen this season because, like we said, if the Rangers continue to stay in the mix here, then I don't see any issue with rolling forward with Georgiev and Lundqvist, you know, kind of splitting the time there and just continuing to roll with that hot hand approach. There could be a time in the future, you know, Lundqvist, he's under contract this year. He's under contract next year. After that, he might be gone. And at that point, you know, maybe it's Shesterkin and Georgiev, you know, 
as kind of a two-man show in New York. I realize you may not want to wait that long, and I am about to present some other options. But yeah, my, my big thing is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like I said, we've gotten excellent play from Georgiev, especially recently, and we have gotten, you know, pretty good play from Henrik Lundqvist all season as well. Certainly better than last season. And again, you know, is he the Henrik Lundqvist of like, I don't know, 2011, 2012, that kind of era? No, I, he's not. But I, overall, I think he's played well. I think he has won the Rangers far more games than he has cost them this season. And so for that reason, my and I admit, this is it is not easy for me to not want to see Shesterkin play on the Rangers because he has been absolutely fantastic for the Wolfpack, and it's getting to the point where he doesn't have a whole lot left to prove in the minor leagues. But again, I just, I'm not going to force Georgiev out the door for, for no good reason. So right now, I say you keep the status quo, you keep rolling with the two goalies, and obviously if the Rangers fall out of it, you can reassess things at the trade deadline. If the Rangers are slipping out of playoff contention by then, and you really need to get Shesterkin up, then maybe at that point, it is time to move Georgiev. And I just want to make one more point about Shesterkin before we move on to some of the Rangers' other options, and that is, let's all just keep in mind here that Shesterkin was only a fourth-round pick. The Rangers did not take him in the first round. They did not take him with, like, a top 10 overall selection. And I realize, you know, players aren't just bound for the rest of their career to wherever they were drafted, whatever round they were drafted in. Because we've seen it in hockey, we've seen it in all sports, really, where guys are drafted late and they end up going on to have excellent careers even Hall of Fame careers. I get that. And, you know, maybe the Rangers, even at the time when they drafted Shesterkin, they thought, oh, man, we just stole this guy. This is going to be our guy. This is going to be our goalie of the future. But the bottom line is, again, he was taken in the fourth round. The Rangers passed on him three times, as did pretty much every other team in the NHL. Now, the Rangers didn't have a first-round draft pick that year, but they had two fourth-round draft picks, and Shesterkin was taken with their second of those two fourth-round picks. Furthermore, Shesterkin was the 14th goalie taken in that draft. Yes, 13 goalies were taken in front of him. So again, it's not like this guy projected to be, you know, this excellent Hall of Fame goalie. And again, he might stick it to everybody who pass on him over and over and over again in the draft. He has been excellent in the AHL. That is obvious. But, you know, is there any real reason? This guy didn't have the draft pedigree that screams that you just have to throw this guy onto the ice at the NHL level. But I just don't buy into the idea that the Rangers need to take this 23-year-old rookie and just hot shot him into the NHL and just throw him out there and say, hey, go get him, kid. Why do that? Just let him continue to do his thing in the minors. It's only his first year with the Wolfpack. And again, he has been very good, but I see no reason why you can't just let him there for now and just continue to get better and just continue to roll with Georgiev and Lundqvist. Not every single prospect in the Rangers farm system needs to be on the Rangers right this very second. He's 23 years old. He'll get here eventually. Just let it happen naturally. Wait it out and wait until it actually makes sense to call him up. Now, if the Rangers fall out of playoff contention, then maybe you have to make a move. Maybe at that point, Georgiev is too hot of a commodity on the trade market and there's teams that are just lining up to, you know, give you prospects or give you draft picks or give you, you know, a developing player or whatever it might be, and you just can't say no to a trade offer. At that point, I would at least understand it. But right now, man, Georgiev has been awesome. Go ahead and keep running him out there and continue to go with the timeshare with Henrik Lundqvist. Okay, so option number two for the Rangers, and this is one that's probably going to, you know, pick up some steam for as long as Igor Shesterkin continues to light it up in the AHL. But option number two, trade Georgiev ASAP, Call Shesterkin up to the Rangers. So if the Rangers just truly cannot help themselves and they just need to get Shesterkin onto the NHL team, then you could at least make the argument that the right thing to do is to trade Alex Georgiev. 
I still lean toward option one, but I'm at least going to make the case here just so we can kind of see both sides of the coin. Now, part of the reason that it might be a good idea to trade Georgiev right now is the timing, because it is possible that if you let it be known that Georgiev is available via trade, then maybe a bunch of teams kind of swoop in and you could create something of a bidding war. Because I don't think there are a ton of goalies who are available in trade right now in the NHL. You know, as far as the league calendar goes, the timing just doesn't add up. This isn't the portion of the season where teams are putting, you know, their goalies on the trade market. It's just not. And so a lot of teams that are, you know, desperate for goalies or, you know, not even desperate, but maybe just they, they want to shore up their backup situation or they just like Georgiev's long-term potential. There will be teams interested if the Rangers let it be known that Georgiev is out there. And because there aren't really a lot of places to turn to if you're interested in acquiring a goalie in a trade, then the Rangers might kind of have a leg up on some of these teams. It might be a little bit of a seller's market, if you will. And as we've said, Georgiev has played very well recently. So the argument could at least be made that the right thing to do is to trade him right now while his value is higher than it ever has been in his NHL career. Get some of these other teams to bid against each other and maybe even get one of them to overpay for Georgiev. Get it to the point where you can't possibly say no to an offer that one of these teams is making. And again, I do not want to trade Georgiev, but I have to acknowledge that I'd at least like to find out what these teams would be willing to offer in exchange for him. And as well as Georgiev has played recently, and as much potential as I think he has, his career NHL stats don't exactly jump off the page. They don't exactly scream Hall of Famer. He has played in 57 games with the Rangers, 52 starts. He has a record of 26, 22, and 6. So when you factor in the overtime losses, he's actually lost more games than he's won. And that's not all his fault. You know, the Rangers, obviously, they're in a rebuilding phase right now. They haven't always had the best team around him, especially last year. But he played 10 games in 27-18. He played 33 games last year, and he's played in 14 games this year. And in that time, he has a goals against average of 289, a save percentage of 918, and four career shutouts. So these numbers are fine, but, you know, they don't truly jump off the page at you. And if somebody's willing to offer up a lot for a player who has put forth those kinds of numbers, then I think you definitely at least need to hear them out. That is a fair assessment. But if you've got some teams that are really looking to acquire Georgiev and they're, they're ready to pony up the dough, then yes, you as an organization at least owe it to yourself to hear them out. Now, it seems very likely that Chris Kreider is going to be moved near the deadline this year. The writing's kind of been on the wall there, and it's going to be sad to see Kreider go, but I think that's the direction the Rangers are heading. And the reason I mention this is because you could start to look for Chris Kreider's short-term and long-term replacement if you indeed choose to move Georgiev. You know, maybe that's what you're looking for. Maybe you're looking for, like, a physical forward who can go to the net and, you know, has some upside and again, Chris Kreider, you know, he's only 28 years old, but it really does seem like he's probably going to be dealt near the trade deadline this season. So it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world to start to look for his replacement. And if moving Georgiev gives you a chance to do that, then it's an option that at least needs to be considered. Now, if you do trade Georgiev, then clearly Shesterkin is going to get the call to the Rangers. But then you're almost at the point where you can't turn back because you just took a goalie that was playing well in Georgiev and winning games for you, sometimes almost single-handedly, and you sent him packing. And you almost would have to justify that move by leaving Shesterkin on the Rangers for the rest of the season, whether he struggles or whether he's not getting playing time while, while sitting on the bench behind Lundqvist. 
So once you go all in with this and once Shesterkin is on the Rangers, he's pretty much there to stay. And who knows? You know what? It is possible because there's a lot of people who want to do this option. There's a lot of people who want to trade Georgiev and get Shesterkin on the Rangers. And it is at least conceivable that Shesterkin comes up to the Rangers and he picks up exactly where he left off in the AHL. And maybe we're all sitting here and saying like, man, what took the Rangers so long to do this? But Right now, I'm just not willing to bet that there wouldn't be any growing pains whatsoever for Shesterkin once he reaches the NHL level. And if he goes through a rough patch, I mean, does he sit on the bench and lose all of his confidence for like five games in a row while Lundqvist plays instead? I don't know. I mean, I I get why people want to see Shesterkin on the Rangers, but sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for. But yes, if the Rangers get an offer for Georgiev that they just can't refuse, then I suppose they got to do what they got to do. But play a little hardball, man. You know, make teams think that you're not looking to move Georgiev. Don't make it so obvious that, you know, we want to trade this guy out of town to make room for Shesterkin. Because if we as fans know that, then rival GMs know that as well. And they might think that they can get Georgiev on a little bit of a discount. So put out the word that, hey, we like Georgiev. We're not trading him. And then at least force teams to kind of, you know, come with a little bit better of an offer. And maybe you can kind of play them off of each other and say, well, Team A is going to offer us this Team B, so what are you going to do? you got to do better than that. Play a little bit of hardball. Get these teams to really kind of empty their pockets. I mean, not empty their pockets. You're only going to get so much for Georgiev. But you know what I mean. Get them to offer significant pieces, whether that's draft picks, whether that's prospects in the minor leagues, or whether that's, you know, developing players in the NHL level. Maybe a guy, like we said, that can be a long-term replacement for Chris Kreider. Get these teams to really come with their best offers and do that by putting out the word that you're not looking to trade Georgiev and just kind of, you know, play the game a little bit that way. So really, I see those first two options as the most realistic, the most logical for the Rangers, but there are a couple of other routes they could go down if they want to do something a little bit more unconventional, a little bit more out of left field. And here's the first of those. Option number three, you send Georgiev down to the minors and you call Shesterkin up to the Rangers. Now, this one on paper is ridiculous, but upon further examination, it's still ridiculous. But technically, it is an option, so we might as well go ahead and cover it here. Alex Georgiev has now appeared in 57 career NHL games. And why does that matter? Well, that matters because once he gets to the 60-game threshold, he is no longer waiver-exempt. And what that means is, once he has appeared in 60 career NHL games, the Rangers will no longer be able to send him down to the minors without exposing him to waivers. So what's kind of a workaround that the Rangers could go with here? You send him to the minors right now, or at least before he gets to the 60-game threshold. He's been in 57 games right now, so you could do it right now, or you could wait until he gets to 58 or 59. So it is kind of a ridiculous solution because Alex Georgiev has played great. As we've said, he is playing the best hockey of his NHL career. And what kind of message would that send to the rest of the players on the Rangers or even on the Wolfpack? Oh, hey, you've been incredible lately, but there's this loophole thing, and the window to send you down to the minors is closing, so we're just going to go ahead and do that. Tough break, kid. Pack your bags for Hartford, and we'll see you when we see you. Yeah, that's not good to do that. It's not a good message to send to you know, basically any player in your organization, and it's not the right thing to do to Alex Georgiev because, as we said, he has been everything the Rangers could have hoped for this season and more, especially recently. And sending somebody down to the minors when they're playing the best hockey of their NHL career, that seems pretty counterproductive. 
So, yeah, I don't think that's a route that the Rangers would go down, but I suppose it at least is an option. It is kind of a tricky way to keep all three goalies in your organization because if you do this, obviously you don't need to trade Georgiev and you could send him down to the minors and you could bring Shesterkin up to the Rangers and see what he can do at the NHL level. So, yes, it is an option, not one that I expect the Rangers to go with, but I suppose we at least need to put it on the table. So then we come to option four, and this one's a little bit out there as well. This option is you trade Henrik Lundqvist, and then you roll with Georgiev and Shesterkin. Now, this one's really out there for several reasons. There are some major hurdles to get over here before we can even really realistically consider this an option for the Rangers. First of all, there's going to be some backlash from the fans, okay? Uh, there are a lot of Ranger fans, myself included, who really, really like Henrik Lundqvist, and rightfully so. He has had a phenomenal career for the Rangers. He's been here forever. He's never played a single minute for any other team in the league, and you really don't want to see him at this point play for somebody else. Now, as a front office, you can't always make business decisions based on what the fans would want, and this is no exception. And the fact that some Ranger fans might be upset that Lundqvist is traded, that's not the reason that it ultimately will not happen. The real reason why it won't happen and the real reason why a Lundqvist trade is a long shot is, well, there's two reasons, really. First of all, Lundqvist has a full no-move clause, and he is making significant money. That's kind of a two-for-one deal right there. He is in year six of a seven-year, $59.5 million contract. Now, it is a de-escalating contract. This year, he's making $7 million. Next year, he will make $5.5 million. That's still a lot for a 37-year-old goalie. And again, while Lundqvist has played fairly well this season, it is fair game to say he's past his prime. I don't think anybody would debate that. And I don't think that Henrik Lundqvist is looking to finish his career with anybody other than the Rangers. You know, he had that no-move clause put into his contract for a reason. And when players and agents and front offices, and they, they sit down and they negotiate these deals— you know, you have to give a little to get a little, and Lundqvist had that no-move clause put in there because he wants to be able to control his own destiny, and he wants to be able to play out his contract on the Rangers because when players have no-move clauses added into their contract, it's likely that they're also leaving some money on the table. you got to give a little to get a little, and Lundqvist has made no bones about it. He wants to finish his career with the Rangers. I believe it was last season where, you know, the Ranger front office, you know, I think they were just kind of kicking the tires, but they approached him and, you know, asked him if he would be open to being traded, and Lundqvist made it pretty clear that he wants to stay with the Rangers, even though they were going for through a rebuild phase. He wants to kind of see this thing through to the end, at least to the end of his contract. I mean, we'll see what happens when his contract runs out, if the, if the Rangers have any interest in bringing him back at that point, which kind of hard to see, or if maybe he goes somewhere else at that point to a different team, or if he just hangs up the skates at that point. But we'll cross that bridge on another day. For right now, a Lundqvist trade seems very unlikely just because teams are going to be hesitant to take on that contract, and I don't think Lundqvist is going to waive his no-move clause. That's just kind of a gut feeling that I have, and that makes everything else a moot point. But if Lundqvist is willing to waive that clause then who knows? You know, maybe it's possible that the Rangers could actually get a trade for him and they could move Lundqvist to a big-time Stanley Cup contending team. And wouldn't it be wild if he went to, like, you know, say a team in the Western Conference and either as the starter or as the backup, Henrik Lundqvist goes on to win the Stanley Cup with somebody? I mean, that might be the most bittersweet thing to ever happen in the history of the universe, but I got to think that most Ranger fans would be happy to see that happen. You know, obviously the ideal situation is for Lundqvist to win the Stanley Cup with the Rangers, but if he goes out and wins it with another team, as long as it's not somebody like the Islanders or the Devils or the Penguins or the Flyers, I think Ranger fans would have to smile, would have to feel good about that, would have to be happy that Henrik Lundqvist, one of the greatest goalies in franchise history, finally lifts the Stanley Cup. 
And then finally, I'm going to throw in a fifth bonus option here. It's something that kind of just occurred to me as I was recording this. I suppose the Rangers, if they won, could carry three goalies at the NHL level. Now, teams rarely do this, but it could be worth it here because it's a way to keep all three guys in the organization. But doing that would allow you to give Shesterkin some NHL action, but also not trade Georgiev. Could the Rangers roll with three goalies until the time that Lundqvist's contract runs out and then it's down to just Georgiev and Shesterkin? I mean, we'll see. We'll see how they want to play it. But yeah, for the short term and maybe even a little bit for the longer term, if the Rangers want to carry three goalies, I suppose that is an option that they could take. We will see if that's something that they consider going forward. But again, you know, that is a way to keep all three goalies in-house and not have to move anybody prematurely or trade Georgiev before you really know what you have in Georgiev. All right, so that's going to pretty much wrap things up for today. I had a lot of fun, you know, talking about this goaltender conundrum that the Rangers find themselves in. We'll see how they want to play it going forward. And the Rangers are back in action tonight on the third game of a four-game road trip. They are at the San Jose Sharks. Puck drops at 10.30, so we're all going to be staying up late again if we want to watch it. I'll be back here tomorrow with a brand new episode discussing what hopefully is another two points for the Rangers. As we said, it's been win-loss, 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 quite literally for the Rangers, because from least recent to most recent, that's exactly what they've done in their last eight games. It's just been alternating win and loss. So hopefully that trend continues at least for tonight and then maybe the Rangers can go on a little bit of a run and the Sharks just recently fired their head coach Peter DeBoer and it's going to be Bob Boehner as the interim coach for the time being he'll be making his debut as the head coach of the Sharks tonight so we'll see how that goes either way I look for the Rangers to bounce back and pick up two points they've been very good in games after a loss this season and I look for that trend to continue look for the Rangers to pick up another two points against the Sharks but either way like I said we'll be back here to talk about it tomorrow thanks again for joining in I'll see you next time